Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. At the opening of the fifth meeting of the open-ended working group on the post-2020 biodiversity framework, parties reviewed the proposed organization of work and agreed to use the outcomes of the work of the informal group on the post-2020 global biodiversity framework coming out of the Nairobi meetings held in June 2022 in Kenya. Indigenous leaders representing the International Indigenous Forum for Biodiversity have been actively participating in the discussions of the text that will be sent to COP15 for its approval. To ensure that Indigenous people's rights are upheld and that adequate language is included in the text that safeguards the rights of Indigenous peoples. In this podcast, Cultural Survival hears from Georgie Carreño, who tells us about the great work that Indigenous peoples are doing on the ground, and she also elaborates on the post-2020 Global Biodiversity Framework. So, um, I work as a policy advisor with the Forest People's Program, which means that um, I monitor international policy processes, in this case, uh, biodiversity, on how they impact uh, indigenous peoples. You know, over these years, there's been such a big change within the Convention on Biological Diversity. In the early uh, period, governments were almost sort of afraid of us <laughs> to talk to us about our issues because, of course, we have strong demands about our rights. However, uh, there has been quite a large impact on the CBD as a, as a result of our engagement and advocacy. So, in the past uh, 10 years, they had another strategy 2011 to 2020, and we were monitoring the implementation of that uh, strategy. And uh, we published the results in a publication called Local Biodiversity Outlooks, wherein indigenous peoples and community authors from around the world um, wrote their stories and made their assessments of the impact on the ground. Well, what this showed was that indigenous peoples are doing such a lot of great work on the ground, but uh, this is very much undervalued and is not really visible to uh, CBD, which has become a rather technical process uh, confined to the environmental departments. So it became like a, a narrow process within the government departments. But with this uh, new strategy, which is called the Post-2020 Global Biodiversity Network, there is an attempt also as a result of the assessments that have come out, like local biodiversity outlooks, but also global biodiversity outlooks, that showed that, um, in fact, uh, indigenous peoples are making such vital contributions that our territories are what they're calling islands of biodiversity amidst deserts <laughs> of uh, degradation, right? So it is good that this assessment of our contributions and the evidence has come out before these negotiations, as a result of which we can see a change in the attitude of governments 
who are now, um, I, I would uh, sincerely say, valuing the contributions of indigenous peoples and local communities. So the present negotiations have been uh, stretched over a long period. It should have been finished in 2020, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we couldn't have these face-to-face negotiations. So they attempted um, online and Zoom meetings, but it's very difficult to negotiate online or in Zoom. And so uh, this year, they've started uh, resuming the face-to-face negotiations. But really, this has already been taking place over four years. So um, what did we expect from these um, negotiations? This is the International Indigenous Forum on Biodiversity, which is the forum of indigenous and local community participants here who are actually advising the CBD and the Conference of Parties on uh, how best to include indigenous peoples. So. Because it became an extended conversation, I think we had uh, ample time to actually feed in our key priorities and also the language that we would like to see in the new biodiversity strategy. So I expect that maybe from uh, the IIFB, despite knowing that uh, these uh, negotiations won't be easy. At the same time, we came very prepared with a strong unity and agreement about what we wanted to see there. So, of course, on the conservation targets, we want to be sure that the past uh, human rights abuses that have taken place as a result of fortress cons- uh, conservation or exclusion of people will be completely changed and that instead they will recognize our lands and territories as actually the best areas for conservation. So we want that to enter into the uh, targets themselves. In terms of um, our everyday lives, our livelihoods in our knowledge and our governance. Uh, In the CBD, this is called customary sustainable use. And uh, we want that in this uh, strategy, they will implement the global plan of action on customary sustainable use. Because uh, we have documented uh, this, that it is our everyday practice and knowledge and systems that are actually resulting in conservation. And of course, um, finally, we want that uh, there will be equitable participation in decision-making. So uh, that is another one of our strong demands, which is carried in the targets relating to our knowledge and our resources. Yeah, so here we are demanding the free prior informed consent before our lands and knowledge are affected and also that uh, the principles in the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples are honored and uh, recognized within the biodiversity plan. So we've entered into the negotiations with the hope that our inputs would be 
supported and that any good uh, language there will continue to be present in the, uh, in the final text. So, yes, this is just the second day of the negotiations. They have not yet finally uh, agreed the one paragraph containing these key principles on the rights and knowledge and uh, yes, uh, obligations of governments towards indigenous peoples. That's quite disappointing because there were a number of very backward additions into the text and now they are all in brackets, which means that there has been no agreement on those, right? And then today I had to intervene once because there was a government proposing to delete that uh, these um, documents that are being produced should be translated into indigenous languages so that there will be good communication between what is happening at the global le level and the communities themselves. So at least we are able to intervene on that and presently the language is still there and there are also a number of governments who said no it's important that our communication reaches those who have not been included in the past for more on the rights of indigenous peoples visit cs.org and follow cultural survival on facebook and twitter <laughs>